to Jack and Scream Out, she's with me! All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the aftermath of AEW Collision. Yes, folks, say it with me. After the collision, we sift through the wreckage. The wreckage. Brought to you by ChannelAttitude.com. Please subscribe for $5 a month. And the Hameen Media Group. This is the wreckage. I am your host, Christopher Hans. That's AMBS, like lambs with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. Don't worry, folks. If you ever forget how to spell my last name, I'll just remind you at the beginning of every show. <laughs> Joining me is my usually unusual co-host with the most from the Port Phillip Coast. Is he willing to share the shrimp on the Barbie? He just might, but don't you dare lay a figure on his Vegemite. Jimmy T, posty say, Philos. Bolikala Christo. In other words, I'm great. And uh, I don't know if I want anyone to put their finger in Vegemite, my friend, because... <laughs> It doesn't smell nice. It's no. pretty much like scratching your butt crack and then sniffing it. It's terrible. I don't terrible. know what's worse. It is it's terrible. terrible. It is truly awful food. I do not know <laughs> why Australians decided that that was a good idea. By the way, can we just... Um, I, I want to say hi to everybody in the chat and everybody who's listening already, but uh, but I'll, I'll say hi to Chris Winland. But also, please go ahead and highlight Lizbeth's um, uh, post. Because Lizbeth did the exact opposite for the collision that she did for uh, <clears throat> for the smack attack. She got here directly as we started, <laughs> instead of showing up just for the just for the uh, plugs. So, what's up, Lizbeth? Welcome to the show. What's up, Chris? Uh, welcome uh, to the show. You, also, actually, speaking of Liz, she was on fire for Uncaged earlier. As a matter of fact, there was a comic competition going on on Uncaged between Liz, uh, the Comic King. There was a comment emperor and another person proclaimed themselves as the comment god. Wow. But, yeah, I think Liz might have won the comment of the night, though. So, uh, she's right. the comment queen. She's she's pretty she's pretty fucking sharp, dude. I've, I've, I've definitely <laughs> seen her say a few things on here and gone, yeah, she gets it. She gets it. It's cool. Um, she got me good. That's all I'm going to say. One of these ones she did to me. Put it that yeah. way. Like a nice one. Well, in a good you know, way. It was funny. Well, you know, th this group, I'll tell you, like this, this, this HMG and Channel Attitude crew that we've got going on, uh, you know, the PWC fans, everybody sort of coming together and forming this really great community of wrestling fans who understand what wrestling is supposed to be and will call it out when they see that it sucks. I love this group of people. This is just an awesome, awesome group of people to be able to podcast for. So thanks, everybody. And uh, Absolutely. thanks, everybody, Thank for being here already in the chat. Yeah. And Pierce Austin's in the house. He's our very own megastar, not LA Knight, but Pierce Austin, who done commentating for GCW just a couple days ago, man. He's killing it lately. So, Pierce, keep doing your thing, bro. We're proud of you. Yeah, what's up, Pierce? Um, also, Jinder Mahal already in yeah. the chat. So, the PWC <laughs> Comment Championship uh, is on the line tonight. Um, it's, a def it's defended every night. So, <laughs> um yeah that'll be fun so we'll we'll go ahead and highlight your comments when you guys have something awesome to say oh man like luckily said before from one bitch to another that's i'm the bitch she's a bitch yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's i i know i know you and d on like a personal uh, level and that is objectively true <laughs> <laughs> no i can't even remember the context of it now for some reason but it was fucking funny man and chris will and this is touching your shows have really helped to process the grieving of late fellas, big cheers to the Hamin Army. Thank you, man. That means the world to us, bro. 
that means a ton you know um i've got i've gotten personal messages from people who are fans of the show who have said you know similar things um since wednesday and uh Listen, man, I'm happy. You know, Jimmy and I both, we were talking about this today, actually. We were talking about, like, just in private, or was it yesterday? I can't remember. Can't Maybe remember. yesterday. We've done a lot of shows. We're, yeah. <laughs> we were talking yesterday just in a private conversation that we were having, and we both feel, like, truly humbled that people like us enough to want to listen and to tune in whenever we're doing shows. And, um, yeah, I mean, truly, you know, we're humbled by it, and we love you guys, and we appreciate everything that you do to support the show and to be here and to listen and to just, you know, interact with us, make funny comments, you know, call Jimmy a bitch, whatever. It's, it's all good. It's all gravy. So uh, uh, thanks for being here guys. We appreciate it. Absolutely, um, man. As far as, yeah, like helping with the grieving process, we've, we've already sort of given like our, the majority of our thoughts about like the major passings from the week. Right. And that's basically what the news is right now. You know, um, unfortunately, the news is a lot of deaths, uh, but uh, but, you know, Terry Funk uh, passed away and obviously uh, Wyndham Rotunda, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt, passed away. And uh, it's weird, man. It just it feels, you know, Funk passing away is one of those inevitable things, right? You start looking at the age of some of your favorites from back in the day and you go, yeah, he's probably going to die soon. That's that's how that's going to go, you know. Like T- Terry Funk was 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 not well and he was old and you kind of knew he was going to go, but with Bray it just hit very differently. It was like what the fuck, man, out of nowhere, you know. Still Literally, still yeah. processing it to be honest. Oh, absolutely, man. It still hasn't really sunk in. And you know what the thing is, I feel bad for Terry Funk because, you know, under any other circumstances, we would have covered him a lot more deeper. But because of the Bray situation being so tragic, and like you just said, Chris, Terry Funk was already 80 years old. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah. lived his life, man. And that's the only reason why, you know, we haven't spoken about Terry Funk as much as we should have. But Bray just hits differently. And Liz says in the chat, she says, yeah, Bray hit way too close to home. My ex had heart issues, got COVID, and passed even though we'd been long apart. It was rough. Bray brought back some some uh, of those memories. So, um, yeah, that's... I'm sorry to hear that, Liz. I mean, yeah, that sucks, man. I mean, we've had COVID before, and luckily, you know, we've we sort of got through it pretty well. You know what I mean? um shit my nickname was the COVID kid at one stage thanks to jago but i think you beat me to it though chris because you got it more than me i only got it once yeah i think i've had this, this stupid fucking thing three times to be honest with you but um my sister's you know, had it four times dude four yeah times. you know it's like, it's thank god i'm healthy thank god i don't have a previously right. you know a previous heart condition you know like you never know how those things are gonna affect you when you're already sick and that's that's one of those things you know like we hear we hear the term, you know, com- comorbidities, right? We heard that quite a bit um, in terms of like the COVID stuff. By the way, we're probably demonetized right away because we're saying COVID. Like, oh, no, oh, 100%. Dude, show. That but, happened with our a previous show on the skirmish. I kid you but not. But whatever. But whatever. I, I don't I don't care. They'll 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 listen back and they'll hear that we're not saying anything that's ridiculous that's or anything. It's stupid though, man. You can't even say <laughs> the word. So it is YouTube is a very, very strange place on the internet, but uh, but anyway, um, 
you know, yeah, like uh, we hear comorbidities all the time, but like you don't really understand like one or two comorbidities really does make that thing really dangerous. You know, it also makes influenza really dangerous. You know, it's like uh, people forget like the flu is a pandemic and it has been for more than 100 years now. So, right, exactly. Something that we're all still dealing with. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, thank God I've got a good immune system, man. I've only been sick once in the last six, seven years, man. And that was with COVID. I haven't had the flu in a long time either, knock on wood. That's good. Yeah. So I don't want to get sick. I'm sick of sickness. I'm sick of COVID. And apparently there's going to be another, I don't even want to say the word anymore, another pandemic of sorts with a new strain. Let's hope that doesn't happen and it's not the case, but that's what they're predicting. Yeah, I hear they're already starting to lock down in certain places, and it's, uh, really? yeah, it's, I don't know, it's not scary as much as it is disappointing to me. Like, mm. I'm not scared of it. I've had COVID four times. Right, Bring it on. Exactly. Bring yeah. on fifth, sixth, and seventh versions <laughs> of it. Like, I can get through it, you know what I mean? But, uh, fuck, man. You get disappointed yeah, sucks, when the world is shutting down for stuff like this. Oh, uh, man, I just hope everybody, Hopefully everybody comes out the other side and we're all we're all okay and uh, uh daniel andrews no more lockdowns prick if that yeah no no right. more lockdowns please and thank you um you know the science has been pretty clear that that didn't help like it legitimately probably didn't save anyone's life so it, it let's it, not man. do any more lockdowns um right. you know if we can if we can figure out some other things to do that might make it better then let's let's go ahead and maybe attempt some other things but we're, we're not shutting down anymore that is nonsense. It didn't work the full the first time, and it's not going to work a second time. So, one hundred. No, bro. no, I refuse. No. Um, all right. Well, speaking of uh, people who look really sick and like they're going to fall over, Jack Perry begins the night, <laughs> uh, and he's got the FTW title being carried to the ring. Uh, basically, performs a little eulogy for the belt, and he says that the title will leave behind a a beautiful legacy. Thanks to him being the champion um it's time to send the title to a better place he takes out a sledgehammer but lights go out and we see a, a hype package for hook who's doing you know the pull-ups and looks real scary although although <laughs> not at all um yeah so the lights go out when the lights come back on uh, hook is there and he makes the save uh for the belt he's not gonna let the belt get destroyed and he makes a challenge for Sunday. So I guess we have an FTW title match on the pay-per-view joy. Joy. Happy, happy joy, joy. joy. Couldn't care less, man. And uh, Jack Perry is utterly failing in with this gimmick, dude. Like I mean, badly. And it's sad to see. It's not going well, but he doesn't exactly have a, a brilliant dance partner there either. Like I know Hook has potential, but this video was stupid. The the segment was stupid, and I am believing less and less in Hook's potential. Other than just like he's got potential to be like a bottom card kind of guy who is kind of exciting for the crowd sometimes but I, I don't see the superstar potential in hook anymore again i think it's it's the the way they've booked him is the problem i mean you booked him like he was goldberg at first i mean have you seen his record it's what 33 and one 
Yeah, something like that. He's going on the run, you know. He's he's going. He's running through all the jobbers, and it's like okay. Right, and the thing is, he lost to Jack Perry. Right, it's like Adam Cole. I can never take Adam Cole seriously. Like, if he wins the world title, I am going to like the AEW title will downgrade in my brain from a serious championship to not because the last program that I saw Adam Cole in before he came back was losing to Orange Cassidy. So I am not taking that dude seriously ever. Likewise, Hook, you lost to Jack Perry. Hard to take you seriously, bro. Yeah. Sorry, bro. And and you know what? The fan and like I said, I love Hook too, but I, I don't think the fans really care anymore. Like that that run at the start was great. It got the people hyped, but now it, it just feels like it's overdone and outdone. And now we really need to see something from Hook in terms of uh, promo work or something, man. We need to get to know who Hook is. I know we know that it's Taz's son, but we need more than just that. And did you see the stupid tattoo he's got on his um, collarbone area there? He's got a stupid tattoo. His He's small, He but he works like a monster. He does. He's got no facial reaction whatsoever when he's working. His face is complete stone. I just... I don't know, man. People, like... I think he's more of a meme than a real potential. Like, so we'll see, but I, I just don't see it. I don't, I don't see it. And I haven't seen it for a while. I liked his initial stuff. I thought that he was doing pretty good for a young guy, but at this point it's been a year and I don't see him making any improvements. And partially that's AEW's fault. Cause right. you know, it used to be that if you had a 19 year old with real potential, you would send them somewhere for six months or send them somewhere for a year. And you would say, just get reps, just fucking get reps every day if you can, right? Like go every single day to the ring and you'll start learning this. And within a year, you'll be a lot better. So that by the time the, the kid's 21, 22, he's coming back as like a really good young pro wrestler. But it's like with the AEW model, it's like you see a kid with potential and then you immediately put him on TV and keep putting him on TV and you ruin them that way. It's true, man. I mean, this company really has difficulties in how they book wrestlers, bro. They yeah, really it, do. you know what? I mean, it, you know what it honestly reminds me of. And like, people, pe- this is a this is a deep cut for people who know boxing, right? This the way that they push young stars really reminds me of Fernando Vargas, who mm-hmm. like. When Vargas first started coming out, he was incredible. And I mean, he was 19 years old and he was already a world champion. At 21, he had already beaten Ike Quarte and Winky Wright. Like he was already like a serious contender at 21 years old. And he should have been protected. He should have been brought along slowly. But Zap Judah's another one you could say that too. Zap Judah's another really good example of that. Yeah. Um, Should have been brought along slowly. But instead, you know, Fernando Vargas's next big fight, you know, after struggling pretty, pretty, but, but pretty convincingly beating Ike Corte, who was a great right. boxer, by the way, right? Hey, absolutely. That's a name I haven't, I haven't thought of or heard of in a long time. But man, he was a star at one stage too, bro. Right. So Vargas at 21 beats Corte, really, really good victory, like big deal. And his next fight should have been against a similar opponent. The next fight was Tito Trinidad, who at welterweight was not to be fucked with. Like, that guy had 
bombs in both hands at the time. So, and it, and it basically like, if you watch the rest of Vargas's career, he never recovered from that fight. He just never came back from it. When you've got a young, talented prospect, you have to bring them along the right way. And it seems like AEW has a major problem where they do not do that. Britt Baker is a similar situation. Really talented young prospect should have been sent away to get reps and to learn her fucking place. But now what you've got is a prima donna who honestly believes that she's like the most important thing in the company and is kind of toxic to the locker room. Well, if all the reports are to be believed, absolutely. And you know what? I think her getting the championship and being the chosen one of the women's division in AEW, you know, from its inception, has really made her ego blow up. And I mean, her head's ready to pop if it hasn't already. I mean, she thinks she's the shit. I mean, I'm sorry, Britt. You're good. You've improved. Don't get me wrong. Compared to when I first saw her in NXT and WWE, she sucked back then. But I knew she had something. There was mm. something I did like about her, and it's not her looks. Believe me, she's she's hot. Don't get me wrong, but she's not like you know super stunning hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, but she we'll had. It, we'll put it this way: she's she's pretty enough that Adam Cole cares deeply for her. Oh yeah, not love her, but cares deeply for her. I he still can't get he over that, love her. Dude. He doesn't love her, but he cares deeply for. I mean, if I was Britt Baker and we got home, dude, like that night, I would have fucking slapped the shit out of him. Right, Liz? Tell me you wouldn't do the same if your if your man said that on television. Yeah, Just Liz, saying. you're with you're with a guy for like two years, and he's asked, D- "Does he love you?" And his reaction is, "Well, I care very deeply for her." <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'll tell you now. If I did that to my woman, I'd be dead. Uh, no, really, I know D. She would kill you. <laughs> she said, "Crispy, even." Yeah. Whatever that means. You'd be set on fire. Too many cartoons. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I'll be pretty fucked up. All right. Well, the next face we see is Orange Cassidy because we got to see Orange Cassidy. We got to give the people what they want. Um, That's spot on, by the way, by Liz. She's PA attractive, Pennsylvania attractive. Yeah, 100%. Her, her next comment is also pretty accurate here. His shit would be on the lawn. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Already, she's already winning the comment fucking championship again. One hundred percent. I had to star that one, but anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. So Orange Cassidy uh, comes out next, and he's here to team with Penta and Fat Edbert against the Butcher <laughs> Blade and Kip Sabian. Um, oh boy! Did you did you call Eddie Kingston like? Fat Bert from um, Fat Edbert, Edbert from the Muppets. Yeah, like you know, Fat Albert from. Oh, uh, oh, okay, Fat Albert. Like, hey, 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 hey. hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought you were talking about Bert from Muppets. There is a Bert from Muppets, right? Probably. I don't know. Anyway, shit. Anyway, this match uh, shit's fucked immediately, so we don't get to appreciate anybody for the ability to do anything but cool moves. Let me just say. This isn't wrestling. This isn't wrestling. No, it ain't. Uh, just garbage. Um, why Why bother pretending that there are any rules if everybody's just going to get away with doing whatever the fuck they want? Um, and I honestly, like, right away here um, in, this, in this match, I started thinking, I don't know why a referee doesn't just fucking call a disqualification. Like, I know you'd get heat in the back, but you... 
you would get so many people talking and it would be so famous that you would probably have a job in WWE forever if you're an AEW referee and you just at some point go, you know what, ring the fucking bell. You're disqualified for cheating. Get the fuck out of my ring. Like, I hey, honestly... Get the fuck out of my ring, literally. Just you, you'd get you'd, you'd get a check from WWE forever for doing <laughs> it, and it would be so hilarious. Um, also, necessary at this point. It's dumb. Oh, no, you're right, man. And, and look, Charles the Hammer Evans is in the house, which was his pro wrestling sh- uh, name, not his shoot name, obviously. But what up, Charles? What's up, What's up CA? Yeah. Yeah, man. Former former OVW alumni. Um, but yeah, continue on, Chris. Right. Well, uh, Penta with a hot tag, but he basically just misses all of his offense. Like, he went for sling blades, and he legitimately just, like, went completely past Butcher, and Butcher, Butcher fell down anyway, because that's what we do in AEW, apparently. Um, yeah, Eddie hey, is apparently zero. a... Zero miedo. Um, (laughs) You know, it just feels to me like what a weird match this was. So Eddie tags in and apparently he's a hoss now because he exchanges clotheslines with Butcher. But they do the thing where they both run into each other with the clotheslines, but nobody takes a bump and they both just no sell. And it's like, when did Eddie Kingston become a hoss? In AEW, I know he's fat. Okay, I can clearly see that he's a fat fuck. But when did he become a hoss? Like New that Japan. spot is meant to be for that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. In Japan, yeah. he's fucking huge because everybody <laughs> in Japan is five foot four and one hundred and forty pounds. Uh, well, clearly that's where you learned this from. A hundred percent. Shitty, shitty fucking spot for a couple of guys that look like that. It's okay for, you know, if you've got uh, Brian Cage and the Butcher, right? They can do the they can do the double clothesline thing where they, they're not having any effect on each other. But Eddie Kingston is not a big, strong man. He is a fat fuck. He's a fat fuck and a killer, apparently. He's going to commit murder. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. All right. So Eddie wins the match for his team and nobody cares. Uh, At the end there, Eddie's like, Eddie's doing this to try to get the crowd into it. And nobody reacts. Penta goes to do the Zero Miedo thing. Gets nothing. (laughs) Nobody's doing Zero Miedo tonight. You (laughs) sucked. This match was fucking terrible. (laughs) Zero response. Zero responso. Um... All right. That's embarrassing, man. Well, let's be honest, dude. When you keep doing that shit and you spam that shit over and over and over and over for how long? I mean, come on, man. I'm going to get sick of saying it just like everyone else is going to get sick of saying it. So what do you expect? Bro, like two weeks ago, I think I did a skirmish with Jeff and uh, it was just I think there was a there was a fucking penta match. And I think I did like one sentence and then I would say zero miedo and then I'd say another sentence and then zero miedo. And just like <laughs> I did that through the whole fucking match because that's what he did. He just spammed the fucking thing over and over and over again. We get it. Just, you can do this. <laughs> Great. trying to be like a little gay. like you know? Wonderful. It's, it is a little gay. It's a little gay. Nothing wrong with that. Just pointing out the, the obvious. Um, Chris Winland with a funny comment here. He says, my wife looked at him and asked if Kingston was a cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, he 
he abused the cameraman later on but like i said we'll get to that he did um in a very very weird way all right so we come back from break and uh chuck is in the ring with the microphone so jesus christ ratings uh chuck rattles off some names all he did literally was say the names out loud of the people from the bcc which like you're snitching is it supposed to get a response when you do that that's like you just you just say the other guy's name that's great whoever told you that is like man you you take promo lessons from chucky e. t for sure um <laughs> oh, trent boy. Uh, takes the microphone and he complains that they broke his mom's minivan and he's dedicating the match to his mom, Sue. So am I. Great. I dedicate this show to Sue. Fantastic. Sue, Sue, who wasn't hurt. Sue, who <laughs> had nothing happen to her. Dedicating yeah. the match to you, Sue. I, you know what's funny? I was even going to write, you know, we're going to do Sue for Sue. Yeah. Because that's you what can, it came across. You can sue for peace. <laughs> But we're going <laughs> to kill you for Sue. Um, Jesus. Anyway. Oh, man. Yeah. So now we're supposed to take best friends against better enemies, right? <laughs> Get it? I mean, we're supposed to take these guys serious now. And they're not going to hug, apparently, either. No hugging. No, no we're not Pretty hugging. Far. We're not coming to hug. We're not, <laughs> we're not going to hug. We're coming to hurt you. This is going to be real aggressive sex. I mean, match... It's going to be a real aggressive match. That's what I meant. Um, Let's be honest, though, Chris, before we move on, right? I mean, it was Sue's fault for getting involved in that matchup in the first place on Rampage. Yeah, why did you drive your fucking van over there if you didn't, if you, if you, (laughs) like, if you, if you drive your van to the, to the Black Lives Matter protest, somebody's (laughs) going to break your fucking windows. Like, don't drive over there. I mean, yeah. So that's what that's what really gets me, right? You're you're blaming the BCC for what they did to your mum, right? But really, it's your fault, Trent, for for bringing your mother or getting a lift from your mum like a little fucking child. Yeah. And how old is he? Forty, forty something. Something. Yeah. He's... And he's still getting his mum to fucking t- give him lifts to wherever to the wrestling. Even I mean, come on, bro, Trent. It's all your fault. It's all it your fault. It's all your fault. It's all his fault. So don't blame anyone else. Blame yourself. All right, Trent, you prick. Exactly. Anyway. All right. The I BCC mean, interrupt. Go ahead. And she and like this says, Suhu likely got a new car for free. I'm sure she did. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Uh, so the BCC interrupt from backstage. Santana uh, says he's had a tough year, and him and Ortiz are ready to go. Eddie leaves the ring angrily, and we get a backstage segment with Fat Edbert. Uh, he says he's not surprised uh, that Santana or Ortiz turned, and uh, he even respects it, but it's not going to stop him from gutting them anyway. And then he, he gets real close to the camera, and he says, Claudio, I'm going to leave you for last because you're my sweetheart. And, uh, and I don't know, Jimmy, it just came across as like a little rapey. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Joe rapey, if anything, right. I mean, like a little rapey. Yeah. Uh, not only is he going to gut someone like a fish, but he's going to fuck someone like a, Jimmy. (laughs) he's going to give the jail cell rock. (laughs) I'm going to leave you for last, Jimmy. You're going to, 
I'm going to enjoy the taste of you. <laughs> that looks funny. Ooh. Yeah, don't, don't. yeah, Eddie, no more kissing the cameras for crying out loud, bro. Are you all right, Chris? <laughs> He's choking. See what I'm happens sorry. when you do the Eddie? Listen, but you got... I, this is my body's reaction to me attempting to be gay. Doesn't like it. <laughs> oh, Don't throw me off like that. Not a fan. <laughs> <clears throat> oh boy, I'm choking now too. It must be anyway. I better not say it. It sounds. Like, it smells like cock breath, Chris. It's, That's what this segment was. It was. It was really weird. <laughs> like really rapey. Um, <laughs> but like, but Chris Willen says that apparently we're so much more jovial than this morning's <clears throat> shows. That's because this show was so bad that we're laughing. Well, for me anyway. Chris didn't find Also, that I slept a bunch. Like I worked <laughs> I worked 71 hours this week. That's how many hours I worked the week, right? So <clears throat> then I was trying to do like then I was trying to do fucking the shows and I was trying to solve problems with the shows and it was just like fucking blah 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 blah. Last night I slept like shit, so I got up and oh. at at 10 I fucked my girlfriend, so that was really good. But like, but other than that, it was a really shitty fucking morning because I didn't sleep good, right? So, so I woke up. I was tired as fuck this morning for the show, and then and then like today, I don't know how, I don't know why, but thank God, my kids were quiet as fuck all afternoon. I went and had a nap for like four fucking hours, so I am a okay, bro. Four hours, a okay. Wait, wait, wait. You're telling four me hours. your girls were actually quiet for four hours while you napped? Four it? hours. It's amazing. Wow. It was awesome. <laughs> that is amazing. I'm not going to lie. That, that's that's absolutely amazing. But Chris um, also says, thanks, Chris. The answer is always penis on the PWC. Yeah. <laughs> Can you smell my cock breath? <laughs> I agree, Chris Winland. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> fucking weird. Uh, oh, Jesus. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. So he's he's gonna be a rapist, uh, a puffy one at that, and he's gonna gut people like a fish. He's he's gonna gut proud and powerful. <laughs> it's, it's so gay, right? He's gonna <laughs> yeah. gut proud, proud and powerful, right? And then he's gonna go oh. after you know Claudio, and he says, "Mox, just stay out of my way. Just just stay out of my way, Mox." Um, that confuses me. He still doesn't have a problem with Mox, really. Yep, I guess not. They're always well, you know. You always you you always remember your first love. You always have some love for that one that you that that oh you know boy. took your cherry, right? You always have some love for that person. <laughs> your your anal ring. I have no idea if that's how that works, Jimmy. You're the Greek one. <laughs> I have one. no idea. Hey, 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 settle down. I have no idea how that works. All I know, apparently, that's where the G spot is, Chris. So don't shoot the messenger. That's that's that is between you and the Lord. I I don't want anything to You're do with fucked. that. Uh, all right. I'm Greek, but not that Greek. Damn it! God damn it, pal. He is that Greek. I, here I am, just like with the fucking gay jokes, while I have a a, a stop bullying fucking toucan. Stop so. bullying me, Chris. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I'm God sorry. God damn it. Oh jeez. All right, so we get a pretty solid hype video, uh, uh, basically hyping up FTR and Bucks for All In. I liked the video. I actually thought that they did a really good job. This was way better than the sit-down interview last week, which was awkward as fuck. This video actually got me hyped for the match, and then I remembered that it's a Young Bucks match, so it's going to suck. <laughs> so you got hyped after this little, uh, you know, package. Not I did. Package. I did. If the package I mean. hyped me up. <laughs> the package. 
the vignette, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. And yeah. then you realized it was the, well, sorry, it's the young Marks, not yeah. Clarks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah are Mark in the match and Mark and now Jackson. Like, Mark and Mark Jackson. That's right. And now you're not hyped anymore. Not hyped anymore. No, because I know, yeah. I know the Bucks are going to go out there and just do a bunch of shit and have no story whatsoever to the match. Well, to be fair, <clears throat> what stories are there really to the match? Uh, to the matches other than MJF and Cole, really? I mean, not yeah. There's not a lot of built in to this fucking pay per view. Um, the Dark Order come out next to face Darius Martin and Action Andretti. Speaking Why, of Jimmy? Like, I have no idea. And we had Johnny Hungy once again. I'm so over this guy. Like, I can't. I can't get that this guy is legitly, and I, I truly mean this because it's true. His name is Hungy for a reason because he's hungry for dick. That's a I, fact. You know. You know what I really, honestly dislike the most about this match is like I'm watching the match and I'm watching Silver, right? <clears throat> John Silver, Johnny Hungy. And his work is really fucking good looking. Like he actually, his offense looks like, and I, I, it's a poor man's Chris Benoit. I'm not, I'm not saying he's as good as Chris Benoit, but the work looks fucking stiff as shit, dude. He looks (laughs) like fucking Wolverine when he's actually focusing on shit. Just not the rabid one. And if he would just get a little fucking serious, I actually think that you could have a super solid mid card act. With John Silver, but as he's a singles guy. Yeah, really. Yes, you could play it up as like the the dude who's real short, but he but he built himself up to be as strong as he is. He is super strong too. Like he's size, able to yeah. deadlift. But but then but then you watch him after the fact, Chris. Like after all those moves, and you realize oh, it's just Johnny Hungy or John Silver, whatever the fuck his name is, and it just takes me right out of it. But you're right. Look, he can go. Hey, look, let's be honest, right? The, this Dark Order team of... of What's the other dickhead's name again? I forgot already. Alex Reynolds. That's it. Reynolds and friggin' Hungy, right? They're a good tag team, right? Yes. Like, technically, they're a good tag team in terms of chemistry and the way they work in the ring. But then you yeah. look at these two fools and you're like, yeah, nah, I'll pass. I, I can't yep. take him serious. Doesn't matter how good their work looks or how snug they work and, and whatnot. It just... I don't know, man. I just can't get into it. I know. That's what I'm saying. They need an attitude change, like an actual attitude change. And I could like watching them. Like John Silver, if he gets the fuck off of being the elite and stops doing that gay shit over there. <laughs> and if up, like, and I don't, I'm not saying like, oh, don't be gay. Like the acclaimed had one of the best fucking moments on the night. So don't, don't say that I'm saying, you know, oh, gay, gay is bad. I'm not, I'm really not. Okay. Don't, don't at me, bro. Um, bro. Hey, we're saying gay. Yeah, bro. Exactly. We're saying gay. We're gay used to mean something else a few years back. If you remember gay would mean like, like silly, like that sucks or whatever. Yeah. It's silly. Not like... it's, 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 I don't know. It's it just, it just doesn't come across as good for, for a guy who, looks that good in terms of his work he can really fucking go in the ring and his shit looks snug as fuck like it's true. just it get does. serious if you want it like if you're if you're john silver and you want to get any kind of a push you immediately right now at this point in your career need to do a 180 and start taking yourself seriously but the problem is is he too far gone at this point chris because would tk take him seriously if you if he approached him and said listen 
I want to change my gimmick and whatnot. I want to be a killer. Like, even I would look at him and be like, but you're like this tall. And then I'd start laughing. But he needs to be a killer if he's going to be something. But his head, bro, I just can't take his head seriously. Yeah, he seems like a fucking idiot. Like, on, on, on a mental is, level. Right, yeah. exactly. He's just like, you need to grow up, bro. Grow the fuck up a little bit. Yeah, grow up, bruv. Grow up, bruv. Yeah, um, bruv. Um, anyway, <laughs> so once again, everybody's allowed in the ring. There's no rules, and this shit just reeks of Tony Khan. Um, the, the, yeah, so obviously, you know, many, many Chris Benoit and Alex Reynolds get the win. Many, 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 many. Benoit. It means nothing. It just instantly switches to the next segment. Nothing happens here that's interesting. So I have no idea why any airtime was given to these guys in the first place tonight. But anyway, AR Fox um, is backstage and he's he's real sorry about about you know going to uh, going to Nick Wayne's house and beating the ever loving shit out of him and making him bleed and like you know threatening his family and all of that all of that stuff. He's sorry, so he puts out his hand, and he wants Nick Wayne to shake his hand, and Nick Wayne just can't. But Darby Allen shakes his hand, and he says, "Listen, you know, <laughs> I know, I know you didn't, I know you didn't mean it, bruv. Um, it's all good, yeah. bruv. And uh, they're they're buddies again. This was you, fucking stupid. This is not only stupid. Oh God, here we go. We got Manny Gay magician in the house. Hey, hey Mini Chris Benoit." Hings, uh, what is that? Hings at the kitty. Hangs? It's probably hangs. Yeah. Whatever the case. Welcome to the show, Manny Gay Magician, whoever that is. Yeah, welcome to the show. That's not how hangs is spelled. Uh, Google it. Right. <laughs> I'm assuming he means hangs, right? I mean, we think it is. And apparently you're calling him uh, either he's too small like a kid or you're referring to him as a pedo. I'm not sure. But um, anyway, where were we? Because that threw me off. That well, that threw me off. Let's not talk about that on on the show. Jesus. Um, <clears throat> next I up, I totally fucking forgot what we'll say because of that comment. I'm not. Gonna we were lie. just talking about Air Fox and how completely oh, fucking yeah, stupid yeah, yeah. it is. That he was a bad guy, and then he, and then he turned. He was a good guy, and they finally focused on him for like a half a second, and then he turned heel, and then now he turned face again. It's like I fuck. Stupid. Well, what I wanted to say about that, and yeah, you're right, Chris. Yes, lol, sorry, I can't type for shit. No worries, Manic, it happens to all of us. But um, what I wanted to point out, right, right, so say I was AR Fox and you were Nick Wayne and I did what I did to you, and then about two weeks later, if that, I expect you to forgive me. Yeah, no, like, Jimmy, I've I've got legitimate love for you, you know what I mean? Like, we've been doing this for <laughs> like three and a half years, right? I, I right. love you, bro. But like, if we were doing, if we were, if we were involved in like UFC or something, right, (laughs) which is, I guess, the equivalent in the real world. And then I was like training an 18 year old kid to get him into the fucking, (laughs) to get him into the gym. And then you came by the gym and beat him within an inch of his life. My reaction (laughs) would not be to two weeks later be like, no, we're cool, Uh Jimmy. We're cool. No, my reaction would be, Jimmy, you need to fuck off for a while. Like, <laughs> a long for time. For a while. <laughs> like, fucking crazy ass. But I come back every week to pray for forgiveness, though. Yeah. Like, every week, like a real weirdo, you know? Like, please, please, Chris, forgive me. I didn't mean to kick the fuck out of your student, but I still love no. you. <laughs> no. 
So dumb. And then expect that student to forgive you anyway. Like it's so dumb. Yeah. Bad storytelling is yeah, storytelling. Exactly. Man. Extremely I'm, I'm bad. sorry I beat you within an inch of your life in your home and then insulted your <laughs> dead father. Here, shake my hand, kid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get fucked. Go like so go away. Stupid. Just go, go away, away, Tony. Just fuck off, TK. Fucking hell, mate. All right. Jeez. And at this point, we're 45 minutes into the show. And I sent you a message saying, dude, this show has fucking sucked. Like, th- and this I agreed. Is, <laughs> right. Worst collision by a mile. Like, nothing on this show has been good at this point. 45 minutes in. And then it just turns. And everything after this felt like collision again. Like, mm. it, wasn't, it wasn't perfect, but it felt like collision do you know what I mean? The no, first 45 you. minutes felt like Tony Khan booked it. And then the last hour and 15 minutes felt like it's been booked by whoever else was booking. So, you know, it's funny. You, you know what could have happened? While he was booking that first 45 minutes, I could picture Punk walking up to him, seeing him writing on the paper or something, and just slaps his hand. No, Tony, stop writing it. <laughs> just stop right there. Stop right now and let me take over. And I could just picture that happening. I don't know why. I honestly, at this point, I can too. Just just punk walking up and just it, sunning Tony. him Stop it. just yeah. just sunning him listen son yeah. you, you don't get to do that right it's my show uh, go away tony uh, but Jesus. but but tony go away but, but okay but punk <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> you make him sound so dopey too bro he is fucking dopey. Anyway, the next thing we see is a music video from the acclaimed, and it's basically a diss track about the House of Black. This was Jeez. fucking great. Like, this was really, really good. Go back and watch this. If you're at all a fan of hip-hop music and wrestling, this was really good. This was legitimately a thing to go back and watch again. This was, I don't know. Jimmy, tell me I'm wrong, but I thought this was great. No, you're not wrong. And as a matter of fact, I'll point out another thing. They've done a lot of these types of rap videos, if you want to call it that, music videos. And no shit, 90% of them are actually fucking good. You can go on the internet and check them out. There's a lot where they destroy Hangman Page. They talk shit about just about every wrestler out there. And they're actually quite funny. I prefer a lot of their other songs in the past. This one was good. I mean, I won't say it was great, but it was good. Yeah, I mean, it was for for a wrestling rap like this was great. Like you can't expect too much out of wrestling rap music. Right, exactly. It's it's, it's wrestle crap. Yeah, but this was good. Except this is wrestle rap, not crap. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. The comment from Chris from Chris Winland is: Wait, Collision did not make you grab sixty bucks to dish out to buy all in, and another sixty bucks to buy all out next week. Remember the other pay-per-view on the horizon? <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers. Um, <clears throat> well, yeah, I've got bro. good news. I've got good news. My cable provider is giving it to me for free, so I don't have to pay 60 bucks. So eat a dig, TK. Yeah, and <laughs> I have good news, and that is that I am friends with Jimmy, and I will yeah. also be watching for free because <laughs> of that. How good is that though that we can do that? That's pretty cool, I think. But yeah, that's pretty dope because I would not be paying for this. Like if we, if that's, if, if there's something, dude. <laughs> it, honestly, dude. Like if tomorrow you you text me and you're like, oh man, there's something wrong with my feed. I can't get it up. Whatever. I'd be like, be like, okay, cool. I'm gonna go to church or something because I'm not no. fucking watching this. I'm not no. spending sixty dollars for this fucking. Well, pay. the only times that happens is when we watch it illegally. That's when you're gonna get a lot of internet interruptions. Yeah. But because this is legitly. F- 
from my cable provider, there won't yeah. be any hiccups. That's dope. I'm looking forward to it. Um, all right. We get a video package next, hyping up the four-way women's match at All In. Uh, again, good little video package. I Whoever does the video packages on Collision, I feel, is better than whoever produces them on Dynamite. Because right. Yeah, because whenever I see a video package on this show, it's like, yeah, that was done right. And even this four-way match that really, to me, seems like kind of a waste of time. These are four people who don't really have heat with each other. And, like, I just don't understand. I don't like four-way matches anyway unless you've really built it as it needs to be four-way match, right? right? Um, have some meaning behind it. Why is it a four-way match? You yeah, I mean? and I say that about every fucking multi-person match. Like, anytime it's like that, I need to know why. Why in the fuck are there more than two two parties to this you know, to this match. So, um, but anyway, the, the video package was good. And you know what the problem is? They, they spam the multi-man matches, whether it's three ways, four ways, eight man tags, six man tags. They just keep spamming yeah. this shit. This is like becoming the norm. So why? It's as like, if Teddy uh, Long legitimately is booking a show. Everything <laughs> is a multi-man player. match. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> holla, holla, if only holla. the Undertaker was here, it would be Teddy Long. <laughs> It'd be Teddy gone after that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, no, it's stupid, man. Uh, they just do it way too much. Settle down once again, TK. Relax, bros. Calmate, calmate, Tony. Calmate, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Ricky Starks comes out next, and he's bringing Big Bill down to the ring. Uh, the entrance looked good. Big Bill looks good behind Ricky Starks. Like that's a cool pairing. I like that. That is that is Shawn Michaels and Diesel if they stick with it. No, I like it too, but it worries me though because again, I, I hate this start and stop bullshit. If you're gonna go all in, pun intended, with Big Bill, yep. Then by by God, go all in. Let this man be a killer because he should be a fucking Dude. killer. He's a seven footer who's three hundred and something pounds and has a six pack. Like, yeah. what are you not seeing with this guy? I don't like. You know, I he got in trouble when he was in WWE for being overly conservative. I don't give a fuck. Let him put up a Trump twenty twenty four sign in the locker room. There's money with this fucking guy. Money. I, I don't get it. Again, it comes back to being seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. So that means you're a loser. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, Big Bill is going to be facing. Now, this was shocking to me. I, I haven't seen, dude, like I haven't seen S.A. Rios in like 20 years. So S.A. <laughs> Rios is there. I was like, what the fuck, man? No Lita, He's facing no S.A. Rios. No, no Lita. Yeah, Lita wasn't there, but, but he was facing S.A. Rios. So unfortunately for the former WWE light heavyweight champion, uh, Big Bill does exactly what he should, and he just flattens this dude. Like, he just straight up beats the fuck out of him. He looked tiny, bro, compared to Big Deal, Big Bill, whatever you want to call him. They should call him the Big Deal, Big Bill, or something like The Big like Deal? That. That's, that's yeah. what his girlfriend that calls time. him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's DDP's uh, daughter, as a matter of fact, yeah. Chris. Actually, can I ask you, is Big Bill even signed with AEW yet? I want to say he is. Like, I want to say I have seen the graphic. Seen, uh, I want to say I've seen the graphic, the big Billy yeah. no Elite thing, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Manic Gay Magician says he is a killer. He kills YouTube accounts for Aubrey's horse face. 
Why does I, he sound I, like fucking uh, Canada Spaceman retro review guy? Very similar, but anyway. Yeah, very similar. Um, anyway, Starks comes in and he whips S.A. Rios a few times, and then uh, the referees come out and and Ricky kind of yells at them, and and he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, Baldy, and whatever your name is, woman." And then he just and then he left the ring, and I was like, "Yes, yes." More people disrespecting Aubrey Edwards. Please, please. give me more right. of it. <laughs> Absolutely, please. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll just, is this good for Ricky Starks, but in the long run? Because you build him to win the Owen Hart Cup, you make him build, uh, you make him beat CM Punk, and now suddenly he's a manager two weeks later? Well, he's a manager, but just for a few weeks. I, I actually hope that, this is my hope. I hope that since Ricky Starks' is, his suspension is over, you know, but he's allowed out. to be on TV because he got a license. It's fucking stupid, dude. It's pretty dumb. But like my my sincere hope is that they they stick with this pairing because I actually think that you could get both guys over in a big way, and I really think you could in a big way. In a big way that you can't <laughs> teach. Oh, so Enzo and Castle over again. In other words, <laughs> why not? Why not? It worked. It and it would have worked uh, even better if somebody would have fucking calmed down in WWE at the time. Oh, that's cute, man. Look at that. That's awesome. Your your kids are great today. What's going on, dude? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, everyone's giving the huggies. <laughs> They're supposed to be in bed already, little buggers. Um <laughs> See, they softened you now after that. You can't tell them off. Yeah, it's hard, man. It's hard to be like, got the fuck to sleep. <laughs> Earlier today was funny, though. I'm not going to lie. When hey. you slapped the couch. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> Bitches jump up to get slapped down. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Fuck it now. Bitch has been the word of the day. <laughs> Put it that way. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> excuse me. I, I'm thrown off again. You know how easy I get distracted. Once you you throw me off like that, I'm done already. But please continue. Big Bill and Cass. That's where we're at. Our, oh, sorry, that's well, the same not Cass. Guy. Yeah, not <laughs> yeah. Cass. Big I Bill mean, and uh... Cass would be a fucking hell of a tag team, wouldn't it? <laughs> Ooh, the Twin Towers all over again. Fucking a. Oh, uh, Jesus. All right. So yeah, S. A. Rios is there to get his ass kicked. Um, Ruby Soho is up next, and she's challenging Scat Statlanders, Scatlander, Scatlander <laughs> for All Out. Uh, and then uh, Willow Nightingale comes to the ring, and uh, the announcer wraps along with her with her entrance. And I thought that yeah. was kind of funny. Who's that? Was Who funny. is the announcer? Caprice Coleman. Who get this? Is the Ring of Honor commentator? Uh, all right. Well, yeah, he can get <laughs> fucked. Um, Where is Nigel McGuinness, bro? They said that he was he was filling in for Nigel this week, so he Nigel probably yeah, but, took off to England early or whatever, and then okay, that guy yeah, was that there. makes sense because I know Soraya took off earlier, right? Yeah, you know we saw we we see a little. Well, we saw during the the women's video package that she was in England and that she's you know basically talking about how big a deal uh, All In is for the UK fans. Cool little cool little moment. Anyway. Uh, she's facing Robin Renegade, who doesn't get an entrance, but is going to get some serious respect right now on this show because those Renegade she's sisters great, man. are solid. The, those I don't two. Understand. They're not signed yet, bro. Like, what the fuck? 
Sign them up now. Like, if you're WWE, you want to get your fucking women's division, like, serious? You want to actually have a women's tag division? Sign those two up, because they're fucking great. Dude, these bitches can fucking go, bro. And yeah, I, I said bitches, because they actually act like bitches, but tough bitches at that. I mean, these girls can absolutely... Like, they're aggressive. I love their aggression. They're believable. Yep. And yep. you know what? They're like the the where do i put this in my opinion they kind of remind me of the bella twins in their look right sort of thing right just by the way they look not really as good looking but still good looking but like absolute fucking like goers dude like these women can just kick the shit out of you they look believable and i like them a lot man but for whatever reason aw hasn't signed them yet like what more proof do you need to sign these girls up man Maybe they don't get along with Britt Baker. That's about all I can fucking think because uh, because they they can fucking work, man. Like I've seen, I've now seen them twice, and both times I've walked away going, uh, right. Uh, I remember. Even how are they not WWE signed? Too. Right. Maybe look. I guess because they're a legit tag team, where they're gonna fit in in the bigger, you know. The fucking WWE has a women's tag team division. WWE, yeah. They could absolutely use it. Why the fuck wouldn't they sign these two? For sure. No, I I agree. And Chris Willen says in the chat, he's like, fuck yeah, the Renegade sisters make the Bellas twins look like leftover enchiladas. (laughs) In the ring, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And Liz Elizabeth says they have to bend the knee to Brit and they're like, fluff that bitch. Oh, Jesus. I, oh no honestly Liz, I you're, think... you're on fire t- today and tonight i mean jesus <laughs> fluffers yeah fluff that fluff fluff that um yeah. so anyway willow <laughs> is too strong for robin in the match so she has to find ways to cheat which she does because she's a heel and she has a manager on the side of the ring who helps her cheat which is right. what heels are supposed to do because they're heels you're supposed to cheat right. uh <laughs> Uh, they but they do it behind the referee's back, which is exactly how you're supposed to do it. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, so they come back from break. Uh, Willow, I didn't like this spot. She couldn't get Robin up for a suplex. Like Robin kept basically dropping down, like sort of sandbagging her, right? Like not really, yeah. but like sandbagging. Not her, really. Right? But I get you right. Yep. You know, and then her sister came over, and it looked like they were gonna double suplex Willow. But then Willow double suplexed them. And it was like, you're going to tell me you couldn't get the one up. But then as soon as the second one came to stand there, like adding 110 pounds made it easier to (laughs) suplex them. That's really weird. Psychology out the window. Boom. Weird. Smashed it. But I mean, hey, you know, right after that, she threw her in the ring and hit the powerbomb for the win. So good for her. And this was one of the better women's matches I've seen in a while in AEW. And... Um, match of the night there i said it i think you're right i I'm, I'm telling you it's true oddly enough i think that's accurate which i know i sound terrible saying that about women's wrestling but like <laughs> it, it like i'm i don't even feel bad about it jimmy and here's why when um when bailey and sasha were wrestling at nxt brooklyn right like right. the big blow off match one? that they had the f- yeah exactly right i 
I legitimately was saying to people at the time, that's the main event. Like that, that actually is the main event of the night. Everything else is good. And I'm happy to see Johnny Gargano or whatever the fuck else was on that. But like, but that was to me the main event of the night. And I loved that whole program that she had with Sasha Banks, right? That was legitimately main event booking. And I haven't seen anything in women's wrestling that's gotten me half as excited as that since then. And that was seven years ago. Wow. Yeah. Shit. Time flies, man. That long ago already, eh? Yeah. So wow. I don't know. I just feel like whoever's booking the women in both companies needs to just do a better job. I don't know how else to say it. I know a lot of people, a lot of people were really into the, you know, the, main event Becky Lynch um I I liked it but I didn't I, I wasn't in love with it the same way that I was with with Bailey and Sasha in that in that program so somebody's got to figure out how to how to book the the program properly and you know what I think part of it part of it is this is this is going to get a little deep into fucking like uh into psychology and everything right but men and women have different power fantasies Right. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like women have a power, fa- have, have power fantasies of like becoming the, the top woman in their group, the same way that men have power fantasies of becoming the top man in their group, but they have right. different ways of going about it. And I honestly felt like when they were booking Sasha versus Bailey in NXT, it felt like somebody was actually tapped into how do we tell the story of the female power fantasy? Right. And they did it exactly correctly. Whereas I feel like since then, it's a lot of them trying to replicate the male power fantasy with women's booking. And it doesn't feel like it's hitting for women, right? There's more There's more women on the fucking wrestling shows now than there ever has been, right? But they're not getting an equal amount of new women viewers. And it's because they're not tapping into the female version of the power fantasy like they are for men. They're just adapting men's power fantasy onto the women and they're trying to book it like that. And I don't think it hits home the way that they want it to. Well, I think that might have to do with, again, the booking on the main roster, man. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's entirely their fault, but um, yeah, no, you're right. It's true. But yeah, I mean, look at right now, the WWE women's division, for example, is kind of going a little... uh, down a little bit man even though they got the best women's division in all of wrestling arguably because stardom's pretty strong too but not that anyone really watches stardom because no. julia that? what is that look out for for julia man like she's a future star and she's in stardom i'm telling you dude she's fucking good bro she's really good so look out for her and she's hot too i mean but she looks like a killer in the ring but the women in a in wb have kind of lost their way a little bit but in aw they're, they're, they're like straight out the window. They've, they're totally lost. I mean, they're headless at this point. They don't even know yeah. what to do. They don't know psychology. They don't understand anything. The only ones that understand somewhat are probably the outside hers, right? And and maybe Britt Baker to an extent. But I don't think Britt gets it. I don't, I don't think Britt gets it. And I, I think that Britt is like the exact wrong person to be the locker room leader for the women's division. But I think she's been given that she's been that's that's her role that she's been given and i don't think she's the right person for it 
she I comes agree. across as Sean in 96. I don't like her. <laughs> Someone said that, man, in the chat as well. No, we I said doing... that. I said oh, that. was that you that said that? No, 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 hold on. Not on Uncaged, right? Was that you that said it? It was, a, it was like a week, ago, a couple weeks ago or whatever I commented it, yeah. Oh, no, someone said it today, too. Like, the same thing. I can't remember who it was. But while we are doing Uncaged earlier, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see uh, that. Um, but Manny Gay Magician says, AW male fans have fantasies of being told what to do by Kenny Omega. And you know what sucks? I love facts. Kenny, man. <laughs> facts. <laughs> no, no, but really, man, what, what, what drives me nuts is that you know how much of a fan I was of Kenny, right? But yeah. now I'm scared, bro. I'm scared to say it. It's like, fuck, because, all right, look, the truth is, Kenny's not the same Kenny in AEW that he was in New Japan. I don't care, you can give me shit, but it's true, all right? The cleaner and this version are two different fucking things, completely. But, yeah. you know, this one's a bit of a, uh, I guess, poof. A bit too yeah. nerdy for me, also. Yeah. No, okay, so this is a really great example. So I want to I want to highlight this this comment and I want to talk about this for a second and what I mean about Bailey and Sasha, right? Mm -hmm. Women want so Lizbeth who is, you know, hey, she's the resident girl in our comment section and we fucking love Liz, you know, thank you for being here, right? So her comment here is women want to achieve their goal by being the best in their group, but real women make sure to fix the crowns of other women as they go. And Re try to remember back to Bailey and Sasha, right? Sasha tried so, or Bailey was trying so hard to make sure Sasha understood. Look, I don't want to be your enemy, right? Bailey wanted to be friends, and she wanted to do it the right way, and she wanted to, you know, all of that other stuff. She was really, really trying, you know, to say, listen, like I want to get to the top. I want to be the best, right? But I don't want. I don't want there to be hard feelings between us, right? right and eventually, right. Bailey got to the point where, okay, she has to put her down, right? Because Sasha wasn't going to get out of the way. She wasn't going to let it happen. She wasn't going to allow that to happen. So Bailey had to push through that female, like that, that female power fantasy of we can all come together, right? And it was right at the end where you finally saw Bailey go, we can't. I have to take this from you. Right? right, it was it was such a cool story, man. I fucking love that whole story. Everything about Bailey and Sasha is exactly how women's wrestling is supposed to be done. That was so fucking top notch. <laughs> Many gay magicians says, "I'm a girl too." Oh wow, there we go. There's two girls, <laughs> literally. Sweet. Um, yeah, absolutely. But um, as far as what Liz said, but let's be honest. And Liz, I'm sure, and you, I guess, Many gay magician. Um, can attest to this. When you, what happens when you put a bunch of girls in in the same room and you have a bunch of guys in the same room? Yeah, I mean, women are going to have a lot more drama than men. But I mean, one hundred percent, bro. <laughs> I I don't even know. Like you think about that. You think about the AEW locker rooms, like both men and women. There's a lot of fucking drama there anyway. Um, yeah, right. And a million five. Yeah, that's true. But I meant separate rooms. I should have. Uh, Chris understood what I meant, but um, yeah, if that was the case, there'd be a lot of that going on. But um, yeah, like just women, you know, they're women, bro. Like they're, they're built differently. Like, look, I'm not, I'm not saying all girls are like this, but I know a lot of girls that rather hang around with guys because they just, 
Yeah. They can't hold on but to But the female power fantasy really is that we can all get better together. That really is the female power oh, well, fantasy. It's to build it's to it's to to pull everybody up with you. That that is the female power fantasy. So they need to tap into that when they're booking female wrestling, otherwise they're not going to grow their female audience. They're just going to continue to get these fucking people who masturbate over a hundred and <laughs> over over ninety eight pound fucking Asian girls or whatever. That's going to be their entire <laughs> audience for the women division. Hey, come on now. <laughs> I I will not. Them, though, I'm yeah. fucking serious, bro. Like <laughs> we you have know a lot of mean? those people that are actually in this uh, humming media group network too. I mean, come on. Hey, listen. You know, <laughs> love yourself. You know. And that's, that's, <laughs> Take that however the Looking fuck at you, you Jago. Looking at you. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. Shout out to Jago. Shout out to Jago. <laughs> uh, Jargo, who also watches WNBA. So I don't even know how to talk to Jargo anymore. I don't even – Jargo, I love you, but I don't even know what the fuck to say to you anymore. Uh, you got to read this out, Chris. All right. Uh, Lizbeth says, uh, women get catty when there are girls, quote, in the mix. I will say I worked in a predominantly male environment, and I do prefer being around dudes because they – get less petty 100 percent true true. true and most females will tell you that but if your besties with you know whatever girl then yeah they definitely will fight for each other you know what i mean yeah no it, well the point is right if you want to book women's wrestling and actually have it grow and not just give it more time on tv but actually have women's wrestling grow you have to tap into the female power fantasy you just have to. and hammer's spot on dude because he says OG men get along, but the new modern men are different. Oh, Drama. Yeah, you know what else? They, they're fucking, they're nutcases, as in like they don't think before they do anything. And they're troublemakers, I feel like, a lot of the young generation now. They cause a lot of mischief and don't think about the consequences, man. They yep. don't know how to be men, if that makes any sense. 100%. 100%. All right. Well, a couple of guys do, do know how to be men. Miro and Hobbs get a hype package. Um, oh, this is great, bro. They're wrestling it all out, and okay, at the end of this hype package, I was like, why the fuck weren't we getting more of this over this last month? Because this is a match that I legitimately think could be fucking awesome. Yeah, no, you're right. And you know what? That that line that uh, Miro said where, yeah, you you have a god, but I'm your god. That killed me, bro. I was like, yeah, he's he's Wobbs' god, bro. That's right. I you am you your got no god. chances, but I am your god, and you can't do nothing about it. Yeah, good stuff. Re- really good Absolutely. stuff. I-, I love these guys, and hopefully they kill it at all out. Um, all right, last thing about the women then men debate, and then we're gonna keep going on here. But uh, but Lizbeth said you need to have an actual woman in the room. They fluffing have slash had Serena, and she would be perfect in that position. Dude, but, I, I can't even tell you. Liz, Liz I, like, I don't think you were listening to us. It, I don't think you were listening to us like two years ago when we first like started doing this. No, she but, definitely like, wasn't. With the go PWC back anyway. and listen and, and listen to some of like the earlier stuff when Serena was there. And I, me and Jimmy both were saying like, she's a reason to watch the show. She's that fucking good. Like, I, I think I, I think I legitimately compared her to like, and I said, She's the female Bret Hart. And if you know me, you know how huge that is to say. To me, that is the ultimate compliment. If you're a professional wrestler and I at any point compare you to Bret Hart about anything. Canadian for crying out loud. Okay. It is a huge fucking deal. Okay. Serena Deeb is 
fucking amazing. And the fact that I don't get to see her every single week on TV still actively upsets me. Like, I agree, it annoys man. the shit out of me. Serena Deeb is the fucking best. And like Liz says, Serena's legit the best women's wrestler today. 100% facts, Liz. But where is she? And, and we're not just saying this because, you know, she's, she's a friend of, of uh, HMG. Like, and we know how Benny's best friends with Serena, man. They both yep. came up together through OVW, and they still talk to till this day. And like I said, we're not being biased. We legitimately feel that way. You know what I mean? Like, she really is the best female technician in all of pro wrestling. When it comes in between those fucking ropes, dude, no one fucking does it better, man. Nobody. No, I don't even think anybody's even really close, to be honest with you. She's so fucking good. Like, please, please, like, please, if we can get more Serena Deeb, like, that's what I want. That's all I want for women's wrestling. Honestly, you can, you, you don't have to take my advice about the fucking psychology being different. Just give me Serena Deeb hey, and I'll be happy as fuck. Absolutely. I'm, I'm sure the Hammer knows her personally because, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Hammer, but you were around the same time with Serena Deeb also in OVW, so... There you go. Cause, so fucking good. Yeah, Just, absolutely. I mean, miles in front of everybody else. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Chris, <laughs> speaking of women's wrestling and taking a huge step down, Chris Statlander <laughs> um, apparently Mom. needs more sleep. She's got bags under her eyes. Bro, she and, looked 40 fucking five today and she's still in their 20s, man. And she called herself mum? Like, that's more than once. She said mummy a few weeks back and now she's mum. Bitch, shut up. All right, you're Stop not fucking mommy. Doing that, you're not mommy. Mommy is on the other show, and she's four hundred times better than you are. Like, fuck. Who the fuck in their right fucking mind told her to fucking go out there and say that? You know what this honestly reminds me of? And like, okay, okay, Vince is gonna hate me for saying this if he hears this. This reminds me of when Booker T started going. Well, the book says. And like shit like that in WCW, you while The Rock bro? was still was still actively wrestling, and it was like, no, the bookend, bro. That <laughs> remember the bookend? It's the rock yeah, bottom. <laughs> I remember the bookend, but and it's fine if you're gonna do the move. But he was coming to the ring in silk shirts. He was calling. He was talking he was. about himself in the third was, person. Right, and right, it's true. No, there's no disrespect for there's no disrespect Book, for Booker. I. I've been thinking about this quite a bit, and I actually think that Harlem Heat is the best tag team in the history of wrestling. Like, I actually think mm. that. I, I actually that. I think Harlem that. Heat, but the road bro, you and I, you and I can, best. you and I can have a conversation about it some other time. I actually think oh. that Harlem Heat was the best tag team in the history of pro wrestling. So I love Booker T, but that whole shit when they're just doing the exact thing as another guy in another company, it does not fucking go over well. It never comes across properly. Right. No, I agree. Uh, Chris Millen says, why isn't Lance Archer getting an all-in payday while Chucky T gets one? I, we tell you this all the time, every week, Chris, for the last four years. It's because you he doesn't fit the criteria. you got to be under 6'2 and under 250 to get a push in AEW. It is yeah. what it is. Otherwise, you're a loser. Like, and Lance is a fucking machine. A substantially. And substantially under 250. Yep. All and right. Well, remember, we'll say this is a joke at the start when we first started noticing those patterns. We said this shit fucking four years ago, Chris. 
No, we did. We've been saying it the whole time that this show has been on the air, basically. Well, speaking of big dudes who aren't getting pushed, Keith Lee is up next, and he faces Zicky Dice, who... Oh, God. Who the fuck knows who Zicky Dice is? Um, I've I've seen Zicky Dice in the past, right? But uh, anyway, continue. He got every inch out of his TV time, though. I mean... He He fucking did. Take your hat off to him, dude, because he knew how to get himself over, bro. Yep. I'm serious. He actually did. It was good. Keith plays with him for a minute before hitting what was essentially a deadlift pop-up powerbomb. And I am in awe of the absolute strength that Keith Lee has, man. It was like... Oh, wow. I was eating Cause, KFC. Because that dude is not small, by the way. He didn't just pick Bro. up Ese Rios like that. He <laughs> no. just picked up somebody who's a solid 250, 260, and deadlift power, power bombed him. That was holy shit. Dude, I kid you not. I was eating KFC at KFC while watching it on my phone, Collision, right? And I literally spat my fucking chicken out like while he did that. I was like, what the fuck? He literally, like, and I mean, without help or assistance by Ziggy, he literally pushed him up, like dead weight. Pushed him up and just he power bombed him to hell, bro. Did you he see the dead lifted on that him ring? into a pop up and then power bombed him? It was like, oh, fuck. Watch that. I back. mean, power bombed him to <laughs> hell, bro. That ring, that that canvas, literally bent, bro. And the sound of it, it was just, oh my god, that was brilliant. You know what? Again, this was one of my favorite segments or matches of the night. Even though it was a job squash match, it was actually yep. a fucking great squash match. And that's how squashes should be done. Because Ziggy didn't look actually bad, even though he didn't really get any off- offense in. Mm-hmm. He just understood the psychology of professional wrestling and what to do and when to do it. So hats off to Ziggy, man, because he's a veteran. And Liz says he just left impact. Poor Ziggy. Well, there you go. I have he, seen him around. Though. He maximized his minute. Like, that's well, what sure. he did. Sign tonight. him up, man. Even as a job guy, man, sign him up. I mean, no shit. Yeah. He, he looks like a goose. He sure he fucking doesn't act like one, though, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. So the next the next segment we have is the uh, the LIJ guys. They're getting beat up by some captors, and then they get out of their, their bonds, and they beat <sighs> up the fun. people. And then uh, we see a silhouette clapping. But I... I've got a feeling who that is, though. Was that Andrade? I don't know. Oh, you think you could... Oh, maybe. But why? That doesn't make sense. Uh, because AEW, Jimmy. Like, True. you know, Todd's now not here. Fucking... I'll use his line. True. <laughs> exactly. Where is Todd? God damn it, Comic King. Um, well, actually, he's not the Comic King anymore because we've got the Comic Queen now. <laughs> no. But, um, yeah. But um, no shit, man. Like... Uh, this felt like Lucha Underground, but it just doesn't work in AEW. Yeah, well, it could, but you'd have to be. Well, what would you have it, to? Though. What would you have to be, Jimmy? What's the one word that I've been preaching every fucking week since we started this fucking show? There is one single word that I have said over and over and over again. You could almost say that I've been saying it consistently, consistently. Jimmy. I was going to say it, but you just said it. Fucking hell, man. It's just, Fuck. You're right. Consistent Consistency is the fucking word. If you're going to go that way, have some sort of consistency because you can't have it both ways, man. And that's where I'm sort of caught up. And why is pedal belly good like why is this gang wars suddenly 
I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> like it. It. I get that. Like, okay, they needed to be tougher because they've been losing, and we need to be taken more seriously. But you're just so so. We're doing this, and what they're essentially telling us is that when they come back, ten and. Who the fuck is the guy oh, in the Dralistico. Ten and Dralistico are gonna actually be contenders now. That's what they're telling us in this story. Do you believe that? <laughs> actually, I still don't believe it because Pedro Peligroso, Ten, Preston Vance, whatever the fuck you want to call him, you can roll a dice, literally, and that's his name. Um, they're losers. I mean, Dralistico I like, but Preston Vance... He's a fucking dork, bro. I mean, that's how they've portrayed him. I mean, he was a dork in, with a mask. Now he's a dog, a vicious dog, without the yeah. mask. And now he's Preston and Ten. And There's too many Tens. I just don't have a clue what's going on. Preston Dance. Uh, dance. <clears throat> anyway. Well, it's Vance. Uh, it's actually Vance with a V. I know. Um, Samoa Joe comes out in jeans. It's just weird. I don't. I don't like Joe in jeans. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> makes him look fat. Is that what you're saying? No, it makes him look like a human, and I don't think that about <laughs> Joe. Joe is like some like wrestling god. He can do no wrong. When he comes out in jeans, it's like I don't know. It's like seeing your pastor in jeans. It's like what? I don't. I don't like that. Go put That's on a weird. robe. What yeah. pastor wears a f freaking jeans, bro? I don't. That, there's got to be some <laughs> pastor somewhere wearing under, jeans under the road. Maybe is that possible? Yeah, maybe, maybe. But like, <laughs> if you see him like getting groceries, you're like, what the fuck? No, no, that's weird. I don't like <laughs> and that. Like, yo, what up, Chris? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, he just he looked like I don't know. Uh, Liz says in jeans he looks like someone's puppy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's he does. And Joe wearing mom jeans. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. Not, no oh. bueno. <laughs> Break out the Jordache. What the fuck is that? I don't know. I don't is that know. how you pronounce it? Jordache? I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> so, Samoa Joe uh, he says he's amazed at how little the company thinks of him. They said that he can't attack Punk before, or before the end of the match. So, uh, just so that everybody doesn't worry... He's gonna he's gonna go sit at commentary desk so that everyone can keep an eye on him and he's gonna be a good boy tonight and he's not gonna attack CM Punk, you know, during the match. He's not gonna do that. Oh, Jordache jeans. Okay, sorry. I mean, uh, must be an expensive brand, but uh, for some reason I don't know it. Yeah, bro. I I, I buy my jeans at Walmart. I straight up. <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, my jeans, I prefer jeans from industry. I don't know if you know what that brand is, but that's that was my brand for jeans. Sure. But anyway, Jordash, <laughs> whatever. Sounds like Dordash. Jordash. <laughs> it's a Jordash. You stolen my Jordash. <laughs> Return it to me, Media M5. Yeah. Give me back my Jordash. <laughs> <clears throat> Majudash mask. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, that's cheap shit apparently. Wow. Well, cool. <laughs> I don't. I don't fucking know. Um, might not be a Canadian thing. Apparently, they're jeans from the eighties and nineties. I mean, fuck, man, we must be fucking. <laughs> we have no idea 
ladies and gentlemen. It's it's because we're foreigners, Jimmy. They they don't understand (laughs) that. Like, see, see, the thing is, guys. Uh... I know this is shocking to you, but there are countries other than America where (laughs) other things happen, and sometimes Uh, your stuff doesn't happen in our in our tiny little you know, useless countries that aren't America and don't even deserve though, any of your attention. Even though we've got all sorts of American shit, unfortunately, we don't have Jordache jeans. And plus, remember, we were born in the 80s, so we were children when Jordache was a thing. So, yeah. media, you're a lot older than us, man. There was, and apparently it's past our prime. So, if there's Jordache jeans right now, please show us because apparently there probably isn't. Well, let's we'll we'll have to google it i will i will probably legitimately <laughs> google it now that the show like when the show is over i'm gonna google I'm jordash jeans I, jordash. I this is how i am though if somebody brings up something and i don't know anything about it i immediately just go google it because i'm a fucking weirdo anyway. oh shots fired by media no look at that <laughs> no Media M5, we will not keep our poutine and our Terrence and Philip. We're coming for everyone in America until every plate of French fries in your country is smothered in gravy and cheese curds. And you will bloody well like it. And you will start saying sorry about everything that happens every time you bump someone. Every time you pass someone in an aisle in the, in the grocery store, you will say, oh, I'm sorry. Just like everyone else in this country, when we finally take over your tiny insignificant country to the south. <laughs> Whoa. Shots fired straight back. And the hammer says, apparently Jordash or Jordache, please tell us how you pronounce it. Is it pronounced Jordash without the E, say, per se? Or is it Jordash E? But anyway. It's Jordash. It's Jordash. Okay, I'm, it must sure be, right. it. I'm sure I've heard it in a song somewhere. Yeah, because it sounds like Dordash, bro. Yeah. I'm just saying. But the hammer says they're from the mid-80s again. We're a lot younger, but I'm impressed that Liz knows her shit. Can I just have beaver tails? Yeah. Remember those? Chicks used to love the beaver tails. I mean, hey, listen. I I can say that here in Canada, we do truly love the beaver. The beaver is a... Medium 5 says, keep your uncle cheese. (laughs) Uncle cheese. (laughs) And make out with a Francois. We will. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, thank you, Liz. No way. So it is Jordash. Jordash yeah, with the mask. <laughs> yeah. Jordash. All right. All right. So we get a uh, <clears throat> we get a video p- package basically hyping Punk and Job. It's well done too. Um, all of the video packages that they played tonight were really, really well done. I'm not sure why we weren't getting some of these three weeks ago. You tell me. I'm not sure either. I, I, I don't get it, bro. Like, I'm sick of trying to figure this shit out because I just yep. can't. All right. <laughs> so Jim Ross is on commentary too. So it's a four-man booth for the main event. It's too many people. <sighs> I don't like many. it. I don't like it's it. Even, even when Jim Ross is there and even when Samoa Joe is there because they're both fucking awesome, four people is too many fucking people on commentary. I don't understand why, you know, they're trying to like, you know, have jr there to you know to do something but i think his days of being on a show on a full show are over man even though he was you know put on rampage to do just that i think even on rampage he's not going to be the guy anymore 
I think that's right. I think I think Jr. is basically done full time, and that's fine. I don't I don't want him going there if he's going to be disrespected by people like fucking Brandon Cutler. Anyway, if he's gonna oh. if he's gonna have to deal with that kind of shit, I'd rather him just go home, make barbecue sauce, and have a cool little podcast. The problem is he loves professional wrestling too much, and he says it himself, man. Without him doing what he's doing, he thinks of his wife that you know that passed away tragically, and um, you know he just needs to be keeping busy. Otherwise, he can he's essentially dead, pretty much. That's okay. Listen, Jim Ross, if you're listening, um, I have a friend named Mike, and you can call him, and he'll hook you up with all of the hookers you can possibly need to keep yourself busy. Um, I've heard stories of Jay. He loves a good hooker. I'm telling you, bro. There, there you go. There you go. As a matter of fact, I know someone who's in the business, and I'm not going to mention the name. He told me this, like, off the cuff, that knows JR. And uh, oh, what female wrestler was he obsessed with? But anyway, he pretty much, I can't remember the female wrestler, man. I'll get back to you on that. But um, basically, he was trying to fuck him, yeah? He left a message on the answering machine. Said, all right, yeah. You want to you wanna hop onto yeah, JR's barbecue? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got a libido, shall we say, even at his current age. Jim Jim Ross trying to fuck is just the worst thing to possibly think about, so I'm going to ignore it. Um, the main event tonight is an eight-man tag match. How come we don't call it an Ocho match? Why Why can't we why just not? call it an Ocho match, you fucking weirdos? We call Tope Suicidas, uh, Escalera fucking Topes this, Spanish fucking migas, migos. He's, he's flying Greek, by the way. Lock the rap group, right? right. So make sure, just make sure you clarify that for our American audience, Jimmy. I, I did, I just did, right? Amiga is one, Migos is two. But anyway, point is, right? Everything's in Spanish, but not this. Why? Yeah, no, I consistency I agree, again. The key word they consistent with the Spanish bullshit, but not yep. right now. Exactly. Lizbeth guess, brought up a, a good point here. She said, hell, three men can be too much sometimes, like on SmackDown with the Irish McIrish dude. Listen, <laughs> I am half Irish, and I can I tell you that the Irish I can tell you that the Irish are fully invested in everything that other Irish people are doing to the point where like every Irishman thinks Conor McGregor is the best fucking mixed martial artist of all time. Every Irishman loves the Irish and fully supports the Irish. So I can tell you this as Irish? someone who is half Irish. That fucking dude oh. on SmackDown is useless. Is he Irish? He's Fuck Irish? that dude. He's he's he Irish, but he's awful. Like it it takes know, a lot man. for I for Irish people to actually be like, you know what? That other Irish person, I don't like them. I don't like that fucking guy, and I'm half Irish. But you love Irish. I love the Irish, of course. The only reason why I keep mentioning Irish because if you counted how many times you said Irish as increase yeah. in that whole sentence, the amount of Irishes. I'm telling you now, there's got to be at least 60, 70 times there was the word Irish. So I just wanted to keep it going. Well, Aaron, go bra, you <laughs> motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> means Ireland forever in Celtic. Um, well, stick your Celtic up your ass. That was all right. Well, like I said, the main event is an Ocho tag match. Uh, Hook, Darby, Sting, and Punk versus Jay White, Luchasaurus, Swerve, and Brian Cage. So, Cluster. Um, <clears throat> cluster there's eight dudes in the ring and then there's so along with the eight people in the ring we also have christian joe nana the entire those golden four. bullets like all three <laughs> of those guys plus card blade plus uh oh, samoa joe plus jim ross like there's a lot Fuck. of fucking people around ringside 
that's a gangbang waiting to happen. Get it? Bang bang clubs, no. gang bang clubs. I mean, I know no. it's pretty gay. Too. It's a lumberjack match without it being a lumberjack <laughs> match. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Right. Oh, and, and Nana, of course. I said Nana. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So there's a there's a sign in the in the crowd that says this is punk country, and I laughed. Um, I'm telling you, man. CM Punk, you can say whatever you want about him. He gets reactions, and I don't just mean that the crowd boos and cheers. Somebody thought to themselves, "All right, Punk, Punk got pissed off because there was a sign in the crowd two weeks ago that said this is Hangman Country. I'm going to make a sign that says this is Punk Country." He actually gets people to react to things. That's right, but CM the, Punk's big like superpower. But the million dollar question is, sure, he gets a reaction, but is he still a draw? Because going by the ratings every fucking week, I know it's Saturday night, but there's no excuse, man. If you if you love something, like if if look, man, I used to run home to watch wrestling when I was in high school, man. Literally, I'd be out with my friends and whatnot, I'd be like I don't care what you motherfuckers are doing, but I'm going home to watch Raw and Nitro, and then I'll come yeah. back out, essentially, right? So, now, my point is, if it was so good, and it has been most weeks, right? You would want to watch it. You would want to stay home and watch it, right? Uh-huh. And, it, and it can get ratings, because Saturday Night's main event used to pop 10 million back in the day, bro. That's a yeah. fact, uh-huh. right? I know it was on network television, but it doesn't matter. It still pulled off ratings like that. My point is, they're barely getting... They're not even getting 500,000 consistently, bro. Their consistent number is in the 400,000s. Yeah, it's like 480 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Listen, it's hard to do things on Saturday when there's there's another company who does their pay-per-views on Saturday, which means that once a month, you're going to have to deal with a big show that a big chunk of your audience wants to watch. And then what happens is people don't watch and then they don't care to watch three weeks later. Right. They, you, you drop off. This is, so I'll be honest with you. Like I used to really love the walking dead. Right. And I watched, I watched like the first, I think five seasons or whatever. No, and brilliant, I, mean, dude. I watched every fucking episode when it aired, I was there. It was appointment television. And I was, I was, I was tuned in. Right. And then somewhere along the way, it was uh, it was the season that ended right before Glenn got killed. Spoilers. Um, sorry if you haven't if you haven't already figured out that Glenn dies in The Walking Dead. Go fuck yourself, you fucking weirdo. Um, <laughs> but God so damn it, pal. <clears throat> so the season before that happened, like that was so that was like a, a season debut. But the season before that, I basically skipped. Uh, an episode and then the next week came up and I hadn't seen that episode. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to watch it now. And then by the time three weeks later came by, I just went, you know what? I don't care. I don't want to watch it. I don't even want to watch the show. And I haven't, I legitimately haven't watched since then. Like I know that Glenn died because I've heard it. I've never watched that episode. I I haven't bothered to go back and watch. (laughs) I haven't bothered to go back and watch. Right. That's the problem with having a show that runs against the pay-per-views of the other company is that somebody's going to skip one week and then the next week they're going to go, they're going to miss it. And then the next week they're going to go, I don't even care anymore and stop watching. So WB has payback next week, Chris. So I know I get it. 
I know. And that's what I mean. It's going to be really, really hard for them to be successful, not even just because Saturday's a hard night, and it is. Um, it is. But because but... they literally are having to be counter-programming to the pay-per-views of the other company. That's, that is too hard a spot to be put in. Not just that, WWE and UFC, for that matter, get great fucking eyeballs, you know, on the Saturdays. So it can be done, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if people, if the WWE PLE is fucking good, people stay back and fucking watch it. it it's true, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and, and listen, like, I think that if they are consistent with this show, they will find their audience, and it'll be people who like actual professional wrestling. And I think, I still think if they could manage to be consistent, they have the potential to be a bigger show than Dynamite. I really do believe that. But they have to stick with it. They have to stick with it for six months. It can't be enough to, after five weeks, be like, well, we're going to give the first 45 minutes of booking to Tony, which is basically what they did in this episode. Yeah, and that's what worries me because that's exactly what happened with Rampage, did it not? Yeah, exactly. It's Wasn't exactly Rampage what happened with Rampage. It felt different. Good. It felt oh, it different. And then it didn't. Do you see what I mean? And and the thing that worries me about AEW, once they kind of um, get comfortable, shall we say, and they're kind of content with where they're at, they literally give up on putting on a great show. Yeah, no, I agree. That that seems to be what happens. Um, all right, well, speaking and of... Trying to give her a, a great show. Yeah, good comment there, Lizbeth. Now you're going to have college football, regular football, and baseball all competing against wrestling on Saturdays. It's the facts. It's they a hard themselves up, right? It's true. It's a hard yeah. night. And I, I, to be honest with you, though, I actually don't think that that impacts. I don't think that that's going to impact the show as much as being counter programming to SummerSlam. You know, like. That's uh, too that big a show, bro. Yeah, that's that too big a show for people to miss. Like people aren't going to miss SummerSlam to catch whatever's going on on Collision. They just, it's not, it's not. Anyway, yeah, I could, I could go on, but that's basically they, they need to do something else. Um, Swerve and Punk start off the match, and uh, Punk gives Swerve a lot early here. Swerve basically dominates every minute of this, um, and then uh, he tags out. Jay White and Punk stare at each other for a bit. Jay basically says, "I want Sting," and this then as soon great, as bro. and then as soon as Punk turns around to tag in Sting, Jay 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 White jumps Punk and beats the living crap out of him for a bit. Fucking brilliant, brilliant heel tactics. Uh, really, really good stuff there from from everybody. I I said this to you in the chat. I think it's very telling that CM Punk is as giving as he is to these guys because he basically like did the most part of the selling for his team in this match. And I don't think CM Punk politically has to do that. I think that CM Punk could very easily be like, no, no, no hook. You're going to do all the selling. And then you tag me in for the hot tag. And that's the well, way we're going to run this. I, I think mind. he's a good locker room leader. I really do. I, I know he's, I know he's annoying to some people. And I know that he's a little, uh, Gilly? I don't know. He's he's a little bit of a fucking drama queen, yeah. That's what I'm but saying. But I yeah. actually think he's a good locker room leader. I think that he is the kind of guy who you want to be in charge in the locker room if you've got a wrestling company. Look, I agree with you to an extent, but then I've got to say, first of all, we all know he was an ECW mark growing up, right? Uh -huh. So you can understand why he loves Hook already, because he was a Taz mark back in his 
day also, right? So I can see why he'd take a uh, hook under his wing. But also, if Punk likes you, he's got you. You know what I mean? But if he doesn't like you, he doesn't give a shit about you. Out of sight, out of mind with him. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so when you say locker room leader, yeah, sure, to the guys that like him and the ones he likes back, but he can't seem to comprehend the people so who, that don't like him, bro. So, okay, yeah, that, that's true. So who would be gone if CM Punk had his way? Well, we'll You, you name somebody who's worth a fuck who would be gone if CM who's Punk had his way. worth a fuck? Yeah. Well, the Bucks would be, be gone. Thank fucking God. Kenny's worth something, though, to me. He's okay. Yeah, Kenny's worth something, but I actually think that if the Bucks would fuck off a little bit, Kenny would do business. I think Kenny's not doing business because he's afraid of hurting the Bucks' feelings. And I understand that because I told you, like, Punk and Kenny follow each other on social media. That says a lot to me. So I think them two are cool. And I think they want to work together, but it's complicated, unfortunately. And even Hangman and, and, and Punk apparently have patched shit up as well. This right. is, seems to be the only issue right now when it comes to the elite and punk is literally the Bucks and punk. Okay. So 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 my choice is keep CM Punk or keep the Young Bucks. If that's if that's what you're saying my choice is yeah, I'll take fucking CM Punk. 10 times out of 10 oh, I'll take yeah, CM absolutely. Punk. Absolutely. No, fuck no, for the Young Bucks. 100%. 100%. All right. So um, every single time the, the, the heels are cheating, they're doing it when the ref is distracted. So logically I'm able to say, yeah, that makes sense. I understand what's happening. This isn't just a clusterfuck of a match, right? Like every other match where everybody's in the ring at once and everybody's basically just allowed to cheat. Um, when people are cheating, they're also doing something with the referee where the referee's distracted. This is how you do pro wrestling. The referee should not look like a useless fuck. And dude, see, I felt like Jay White really shined in this match, dude. Super. Like if, he was superb. If if you didn't like him before and you don't like him by now, I don't know what to tell you, man. But Chris, tell me that you weren't impressed with the way he was working in that ring. He understood the psychology. He understood how to work. He understood yes. the heel, how to work as a fucking heel, right? And, and he knows when to do things at the right times. You know what I mean? Yep. A lot of people need to learn off him too. And he's still, he's not that old. He's only in his early 30s, man. I love Jay White. And I hope you guys see what me and the vet have been saying, and Jago for that matter, for years. Yeah. No, I see it. Like 100%, I see it. He's, he's, incredible um and yeah for me there were three guys who were absolute superstars um in this match three three guys who you could legitimately you know build a company around uh jay white number one um cm punk and swerve those are three guys who you could legitimately have as pillars of a wrestling company they are that good but what worries me about swerve chris i don't know if the company sees him as a legit top top star even though i think he is man big time and Liz also is a fan, apparently, of Jay White, saying she loves him. And Dope. she's been on the on the white train, on the Jay White train. Yeah, she's been on the white train. <laughs> you be careful there. <laughs> you're bored. gonna get you're gonna get Media M five very excited with comments <laughs> like that. <Jimmy. laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you see what he wrote? I don't know if you're on the show. Yeah, you were there. It was yeah, I was there. Attack, I, think. I was there. I was the one Jesus who immediately Christ, apologized media. to right. Lizbeth because I'm Canadian right. and I'm the one who says sorry no all shit. the time. If you didn't say it, I was going to say it. No shit, I was going to bring it up too, man. And I'm like, damn. Media, you got to settle down, bro. You know what I mean? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Anyway. Well, <clears throat> all right. So um, the heels are able to focus on Punk in the corner for a while. And again, he doesn't have to be the sacrifice here, but he is. He he allows himself to be the one who tags out for the hot tag. Right. I think that's great. Um, Hook tries to get in there, but he takes a bunch of offense from the heels after once again they cheat while the referee is distracted. Um, back from break. Uh, Brian Cage showing off his power. He's holding up Hook and he's sort of doing the presses with him, which how impressive would be, I could do that with Hook for fuck's uh, sake. I was gonna say it would be more impressive if Hook didn't weigh the same as my seven-year-old, but you know, <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. Hook with a desperate counter allows a hot tag to to Punk. Uh, the match breaks down a bit. There's people kind of all over the place, leading Punk to win. Uh, by hitting the go to sleep and then staring at Joe and locking in the coquina clutch uh, for mm. the finish. Um, Joe um, on the air goes goes basically uh, uh, the hell with this. And he goes uh, and, he, and he basically goes, J- Jr. Uh, the match is officially over now, isn't it? And, J- and Jim's, Jim's like, yeah. And he just takes the fucking mic the mics off and just re- storms the ring to attack CM Punk. I liked that. And then everything after that, it just turned into kind of a big fucking nonsense because you had 17 fucking people around the ring and they're all brawling and nobody knew when nobody when the problem when you do that is that nobody knows when to hit their spots. Right. Because you want you want to do something in that whole, you know, in that whole melee to stand out and you want the camera to be on you while you're doing it. But when you've got that many people doing that much stuff, you wind up in a situation where you're, you know, you're looking at at Hook and uh, Hook and Jack Perry, and you know they're about to set up for something that's going to look really cool, right? And they're they're setting up for it. They want the camera on them, but then the camera has to pan to what's going on ringside. So then when you pan back to Hook and Jack Perry. You can see that something has been done, but you didn't see it because the camera wasn't rolling on them. It's too Always, much. Bro. It's just right. too much. Don't don't do this in the future. Eight man tags are messy enough. Like that's a messy fucking thing to have as your as your main event. But this whole fuckery at the end, where everybody's just everywhere attacking everybody, and the camera doesn't know who to pan to and what shot should they be should they be focusing on, it doesn't look good at all. They're already bad enough with their shots a lot of the times in singles matches, let alone a clusterfuck like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. too like, much and for nothing. Who, whoever's you know, whoever's the production guy there, they can't pan away from John Moxley while he's cutting his forehead open. So like I don't expect them to be able to do like a big fuck fest really well, but you gotta do it better than this. Like Lee says, an eight man fluttery is way too much. It is. It's yeah. too many, too many blokes for starters. Too much just fuckery, shall I say? Like Liz says, fluffery. I say, I'll say it, fuckery, because I mean, seriously, it was panning all over the the camera cuts. You see Sting, you know, hitting someone with a baseball bat, and it cuts. You don't even know who. Yeah. I, I yeah, I can't actually tell. You're right. I couldn't actually tell you who the fuck he was hitting, dude. I really couldn't. That's, That's a problem. On. That's a big Absolutely fucking problem. problem. Um, yeah, so I got to be honest with you, man. Like, I didn't like the last three minutes of this show after the match. After the match finished, um, I, it was just too much, too much going on. I 
liked the main event though, and I liked basically everything about this show after the forty-five minute mark. So once so once the acclaimed video started, it felt like collision started, and everything it after that was up. good. The Never. first forty-five minutes was. I was watching an episode of Dark, and I just wanted to turn it off. See, and that's the issue. And you're right. Now that we're going back on it, right, I can appreciate what you're saying in terms of the second half being good, right? But, see, it it takes me way out of the freaking show when the first 45 sucked that bad. You know what I mean? And the thing is, again, you've been consistent with this damn show. Don't fuck it now, please. Because we enjoy actually watching this show. I don't want it to feel like a freaking chore, like Dynamite has felt lately, and don't mention Rampage. Jeez. Right? Because that would be... That would be so devastating, man, because the show's actually good. Yeah, and no, Todd, I agree. Where the hell have you been, man? You come as we're about to go. You're all in before, but now we're about to go all out. Him uh-huh. and Liz are just... are just They're just they're just intertwined in, like, the opposite directions, eh? Like, you know, Todd was there for the whole show earlier, and now he's just coming in for the end. And then Liz was just there for the end, but now she's in for the whole show. It's yeah. like... It's like we... It's like, listen, guys, I love you both, you know, and I, I don't want to see a situation where we've got like a CM Punk versus the elite situation. <laughs> want you guys to be on the same show together. You know, we can get more out of you if you're if, wow. you're if you're together on the same show. You know what happened when they were together on the previous show we did, which was Uncaged? We ended up getting a new comment queen. <laughs> and you know what, Todd? She's been killing it tonight right now also. So you've got a lot to, of catching up to do, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I I have faith that we can have both a king and a queen uh, for the comments uh, for the comment <laughs> section and and a, anything else that wants to be whatever. I don't know what you would call a I monarch you, who's those comment emperors, those comment gods. I kid you not. That's what they were calling themselves. It became pretty competitive, actually. It's funny. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. So. That was my opinion of the show. The first 45 minutes were fucking unbearable, like basically unwatchable. And then everything was really good right up until the last three minutes. And then production needed to do this better, frankly. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to give the show a C. um, And that's because I have to take into account the first 45 minutes. If if this would have been an hour and 15 minute show, it probably would have gotten a B to a B plus. I thought it was real. Like it was a solid show other than that first 45 minutes, but that first 45 minutes was a fucking train wreck. So it gets a C, which might be the lowest score I've ever given. And it's not because the whole show was terrible. It's because the first 45 minutes were a fucking chore to get through. It felt like thunder for me. So, but I'll give it a C minus. In, in my book because the first 45 like you said it was just ugh. like i just wanted it to end bro but and i look i probably didn't appreciate the second half as much as you did but again now that we think back on it while i think back on it myself i can see how it was better but it's just that first 45 that totally ruined it for me in trying to get into it more after the halfway mark but it is what it is and todd just quietly um you say if you know Elizabeth wants to be the comment queen, she has my full endorsement. But if she called herself the the comment god, does she have your endorsement? <laughs> Speaking of gods, Zane Vicious just made it 
But we're about to freaking get the hell out, dude. What the hell? Actually, he was the comment god, I think. He proclaimed himself, as a matter of fact. Cool. We can have all kinds of comment deities and, and kings and queens, <laughs> and you can be the prince. And I don't know if there's a word for transgender people when they have crowns, but you can the be that god. if you want. Yeah, you could you could the 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 kingin. I don't even know the 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 queen. The, <laughs> the queen. The queen. You can be the queen <laughs> if you want. Uh, doesn't matter to me. Uh, we're happy to have you as uh, you know to be in the comments and everything. Um, we love you guys. Legitimately, thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you for Absolutely. coming. Thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for giving a shit about what we have to say about pro wrestling. Again, me and Jimmy appreciate the shit out of you. Jimmy, no doubt, where can the people find you if they want to hear more about what you have to say? Well, if you want to hear more with what I've got to say, you can find me right here on channelattitude.com where for five bucks, you get the best talk in all of professional wrestling. But also you can find us at our baby at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where we've got every other show that we do, including the skirmish, the machismo, and the extra and everything else, pay-per-view reviews, you name it, it's all there at the PWC Network. Also, like and subscribe at aminmediagroup.podbean.com where you can find all our affiliate shows. And if you want to follow me on the X, you can at DJ Mass Effects. And also you can follow us at the PWC Network. And that's a wrap for me. Dope. Well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at ChrisAms1. That is at ChrisAms1. You can see it right there. Um... You can go there to hear everything I have to say about pro wrestling, politics, and whatever the hell else comes to mind. You can find me right here on channelattitude.com and the HMG, the Ha Mean Media Group. Group? Group. Group. Um, yeah, you can find me right here uh, for this show, obviously. Um, this is a one-time thing for the timing, guys. We'll be back to our regular dedicated uh, time, but we didn't want to be trying to, you know, pull an AEW and be going head-to-head against uh, All In tomorrow morning. So we figured we'd record now. Uh, next week, though, it'll be back to regular time. So Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, uh, Central Standard Time, after the collision, we sift through. The wreckage. The wreckage. Thank you, Jimmy. Um, Thank you. And, yeah, you can find me on uh, the PWC Network, uh, where, you know, we're going to be sort of restructuring, it looks like, here soon. But uh, you will always be able to find me on uh, the Wednesday night skirmish, that is that is the baby of our of our show. That is exactly uh, you know that's that's how me and Jimmy got started, and uh, we love it, and um, you know we're excited to give it to you guys. So thank you very much, everybody. Have a good night. Have a good weekend. Have a good all in weekend. And uh, yeah. yeah, laters, ole, laters, peace. <laughs>